Hello everybody and welcome again to Saints Radio. We are enjoying a a cooler day here in Dallas. We had some rain this morning and I uh, I know enough about living in Texas to recognize that you need to enjoy these somewhat cooler days because once they're gone, they're gone. They don't uh, they don't say okay, you've got five more. <laughs> It could be 100 degrees. No, it's not going to be 100 degrees, is it? It's no. It's going to be 100 degrees. I rebuke that. Yeah, commence to some rebuking around here. So we hope everybody's doing well. And it is, uh, it is a wonderful thing to be in the service of the Lord. And we certainly appreciate all of the saints who labor so diligently in intercession on behalf of the will of the Lord. I, uh, I often, you know, I often think about what our mission is as saints. And it is to pray in diversities of tongues and be on your face before God and be sensitive to him so that his uh, his purposes, according to his mystery, might be fulfilled. That's kind of a a thumbnail sketch of what a saint is. And it's so odd. It seems so perfect. It seems so normal. But when you recognize that in much of the church, or certainly the world, that's an odd thing. What I just said is odd. And so our mission is to go and try to encourage others to accept this same mission. And that's basically what the Saints Network is. Would, would you agree? <laughs> Absolutely. But, <laughs> but it's, not building, it's not building our kingdom. It's not trying to get people to rally around the flagpole and salute us or what what we're wanting to do it's just basically the same mission where's the there's the open door the lord's given well let's let's go there and let's preach this message and impart and you know what what are the saints supposed to be doing we're supposed to be encouraging one another to keep doing this same mission before the lord and it's it's such a it's such a normal thing in the scripture but it's so hidden and missed by much of the church world. And that's just an anomaly to me. I mean, it's, I was just, during when we finished prayer this morning, I was thinking about that, how odd that is, how normal it is, how right it is, but how odd it is. How rare it is. Yeah, I, I, I often ponder about how, because I know that, that some churches are more geared towards um, salvation and towards teaching gospel principles, the elements, the simplicity of the gospel, and, and leading people to Christ, getting them saved, more of an evangelistic kind of pursuit. And 
And then there's other movements. I, I don't like that word, but that that are geared more towards, I guess, worship and 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 keeping that fire of the altar burning. But and so how all those are supposed to to link together and work together? Because we know as saints, I mean, it is a remnant. It is not. I don't want to say it's not a call for everyone, but we know that many are called, few are chosen, and 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 it definitely is an elite calling. And no, that's a bad. That, well, but it's true. You think about the two the two things that God has really given and called us to. One is diversities of tongues. The other is the identity of being a saint or or really sons. And so you see the Apostle Paul's greetings to the churches, and he includes and the saints. And you see the grouping of the fivefold offices, and you see what a church, what a pastor's group should be, and it's supposed to be diversities of tongues. And the problem is that those things we see in Scripture, but they are... They're supposed to be a part of every church. But they're a rare group in the church, but they're supposed to be a part of every. So whether whether you have the body of Christ that maybe you have an anointing for song and birthing new songs, great. Whether you're supposed to be bringing new people into the kingdom, great. And I do acknowledge there's a specialization of that. Or whether you're supposed to be whatever, dimension of the body in the midst of whatever that is there's supposed to be a an identity of the saints and there's supposed to be diversities of tongues but it's just missing usually mm -hmm. and why would that be well for one thing both of those are uh, aligned specifically with what the father's wanting to do and um, partnering in grace. Well, and partnering in the unveiling of the mysteries that are being revealed in these end times. Yeah. And if those mysteries are not, it, it, you know, if that's not happening, I mean, God can do anything his way. I mean, it's just a privilege that we're able to partner with him in it. But um, I think so much of the church just does not understand or does not grasp that concept which is very very clear in so much of the apostle paul's writings that i don't know how you could miss it yeah but well, and even the structure of the church when you talk about the fivefold yeah. people just interpret the fivefold in so many different ways or even spiritual ones. When Paul writes and he says, those of you that are prophets and those of you who are pneumaticos, you judge as to whether what I'm saying is true. Mm -hmm. And the, the definitions or the attempted glossing over of those terms is all over the map, almost dismissively. So there's this identity that Paul is saying, I'm bringing you deep things here. I'm bringing you meat. I'm bringing you the living reality of this law that we that we studied that now is moving in grace and I'm submitting it to the Mnemonicos people 
and to the prophets so that they will verify that what I'm saying is true. Plus, you also have him saying at the very beginning when he unloads the whole the whole scripture progression of the, the spiritual gifts, which includes diversities of tongues and interpretation of tongues, is regarding pneumatikos gifts I don't want you ignorant. Yeah. I, I, I mean, we have a responsibility <laughs> not to be ignorant in the spiritual gifts, the spiritual graces that he's given to us, which include, you know, those grace gifts, which the very last two are, are well, it says, does it say speaking in tongues or diversities, diversities of tongues? It says diversities of tongues, but then... And As he elaborates later, he speaks about interpretation, which you need to have. Well, too. isn't that the next gift? I mean, isn't it? Well, the the in three Ephesians? the the main three are diversities of tongues, helps, and governments. No, I'm talking about in Ephesians when he's listing off the 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 spiritual graces. Well, yeah, there is a grace gift of interpretation, too, and it's there. But see, all of those things are just kind of put into a blender and made into a an ecclesia smoothie so that everything means what everybody you know oh there's supposed to be blueberries in this but this tastes a whole lot like a banana so a blueberry must really be a banana you know that's kind of what we do in in churchology and um, so these very specific terms are mixed in with everything else and any definition then is accepted if it's thought about at all. Mm-hmm. So, so to me, I think that, you know, people talk about our apostolic mission and what, uh, and I, although I know that there are dimensions of power regarding this that God gives, uh, and, and I know that there there will be this identity, uh, apostolic identity is going to stand out more and more as the uh, the Antichrist begins to move more prom- prom- prominently in the world. Mm-hmm. But I think that our mission right now in this apostolic way is to raise up people to do this work. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, um, it's going to shift at some point to where that raising up it's like the 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 guy in the vineyard who's going out and he's calling people that are idle in their esteme but at some point the night comes and you can't you can't do that work anymore so at that point those those that we've that we've been privileged to reach who are then functioning then this apostolic mission rises to another level and we become as that frontline war warfare group that stands against the queen of heaven and stands against the beast the false prophet and the antichrist so it's all the same mission but right now we are functioning and we're recruiting at some point our mission of recruiting is going to be limited and function is going to be the 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 measure of the day 
if we believe what the scripture says. Yeah. <sighs> Going back to, to something that you said originally about, and of course, none of this is scripted. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. I've got a piece of paper right here that says this is what we're supposed to be I'm playing. Of course, No, I'm you're serious. Right. It's like I, I, I never cease to be amazed at the way God just opens the door. Um, pretty much instantaneously after we give the weather report, of course. Oh, that's always the that's the big thing. And People do a are li- interested in. Do a little bit of chit chat. <laughs> Gotta have a little chit chat. But you were just talking about encouraging the saints in their function, and and I can't remember exactly how you said it, but one of the things that that I recognize, and I actually got a prophetic word from somebody in our network last night, really about this very thing. Um, but one of the things I think this last season, and when I say this last season, I mean this last season of isolation. Um, we don't want to call it COVID season because we don't want to give the enemy that kind of play. I mean, for whatever it is, God allowed it and God's been in it. And just like he's in everything through our walk. But I think it's really, in a lot of ways, we've talked about this. It's tested our faith. It's tested our resolve. It's tested um, really who we are, our identity, our function before him, before him, you know, one before him as a saint before the Lord. And yes, we are the body of Christ and we function together as righteousness on the left and the right. But at the same time, we have a responsibility as those wise versions to keep our lamps filled with oil. Yeah. And I know that it's been just a real time of testing for a lot of saints of who they are and what they're called to and what they believe that they're called to be. And and I know that there's a measure of responsibility that comes through leadership to to encourage one another and to lift one another up. And um, just like we rallied this week, this last weekend, on behalf of one of our saints in Florida that needed, I mean, we needed to go to battle for her on behalf of something that she was facing. And... Um, I, I absolutely just marvel at the unity of this people and, and the unity of the saints and the resolve and the, the um, just the devotion and the commitment, not only to the Lord, yeah. but to who the Lord is and the individuals that we serve alongside. And so um, I got a word last night about how we needed to continue in encouraging one another because people are facing some hard things. You know, people are in the Saints Network, they're facing some difficult challenges, and and it can be overwhelming um, when you feel like you're standing alone. But what we have to recognize is that we are not standing alone. We are standing on behalf of this army and even though that that relationship you know that vertical relationship that we have with the lord that truly um where our identity is established and our function is established needs to be guarded up continuously um there's also a girding up of the body that needs to happen or that actually i would have to say continues to happen because I know you feel the responsibility for this. I feel the responsibility for this. I know that our leadership senses the responsibility for this. Just to be sensitive to 
allowing the spirit to put somebody on your heart that may be struggling you have no idea the circumstances but just send them a quick message and say hey i'm praying for you um you know things like that that really keep us connected but at the same time i think the lord is preparing us to be able to stand alone and you know that's kind of a sobering thing to say we don't know what lies ahead and i know that at the throne we are together and and that's where our power base is that's where we are established at that place of amon but we have to be as those wise virgins we have to keep our lamps filled we have to stay in that place of commune before the lord individually before the lord so that we can be one that supplies we can be one that girds up and really moves in that that spirit of of prophecy and and life bringing life and so that was just kind of a long a long dialogue but just be sensitive you know and and i even have people from outside of the network that 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 call upon me for prayer and counsel and and i know that all of you do as well and i know that i have to stay in that place before the lord to be able to give nematocos counsel to those that i know he's pinpointed to step into this calling and it may you know perhaps into this ministry this network but haven't transitioned yet and so this is not a time for us to to sit back in our easy chair our is that a word easy chair Mm -hmm. lazy boy (laughs) i don't have any of those things but to sit back and I don't know. That chair up on the platform is pretty nice and comfy. Yeah, but I, when I sit up there, there's something that happens when I sit in that chair. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I, I mean, know. and I only I sit in that chair when I feel like the the spirit says you go sit in that chair. Yeah. But I but when I do, I I I feel there is an anointing over some in anointing that area. in that. Yeah. So anyway. So if you're out there and you're struggling, um, if you're dealing with some heart issues, first of all, I want you to know that God is with you. And secondly, I want you to know that that, <clears throat> that we, all over this world, as we pray in the Spirit and, and really submit ourselves to this gift of diversities of tongues and, and all that that entails, that the Lord knows and that I believe and trust that through that he's praying through his saints for you just like Jesus is at the right hand ever making intercession for <coughs> the saints who are called according to his purpose so hmm. Amen. <laughs> and I, I have to say this too you know I said that I, I, I testified this about about this on Saturday Sunday about meeting with the, our French speaking saints on, on Saturday on this past Saturday oui. yes and just how how much of an and I've heard from quite a few since that time about you know the teaching was encouraging and the teaching was you know what it was supposed to be but the prayer 
and the coming together in unity, in spirit, in, in, in praying in diversities of tongues together across the miles, through the airwaves, was such a PowerPoint of connection and unification and agreement and transaction. And, um, and so we're just so thankful for that. We should do more of those things. We will. Where we we shall exercise the Zoom capacity and and come together with different groupings and pray in the spirit and then interpret and and because yeah, I, Pastor Michelle, I think he might have been the first person to share. No, maybe the second, but I mean, he just shared about how much of an encouragement it was for him to be together with these saints from from the different nations that I know he said it you know particularly because they're still pretty much in lockdown Mm -hmm. but how what a blessing it was to to come together in in the word but also in spirit in prayer and and exercise the gifts God's given us and and let the spirit just take over and and pray through us and pray the purposes of God. So. That's amazing. I thought you were going to say, he was gonna, I thought you were going to say, he said, trust the force, Monica. <laughs> <laughs> the force is with you. Because he, he's the Obi-Wan Kenobi. I can't believe that he remembered that you said that about him <laughs> when he first, when you first met him. Only you could have gotten away with saying that to him. <laughs> We could call it Zumatikos. What do you think? Zumatikos. There you go. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's about it for today, folks. Thanks so much. No, that's great. I'm I'm so I'm so blessed by that. I really am. We we have to figure out how to. I mean, I think we probably need to sit down and just figure out like what what needs to happen. Uh, on this front and because we don't want to do things just to do them no but i know there's some intentional things that the lord wants to do that um, just to bring the saints together as a point of encouragement and not just that but a point of ministry to him because you know me i have never been one that's been a big fan of turning the cameras on in our in our prayer times that's right I mean, I've never, because when we first started, you know, trying to explore with that, I just felt like we were on stage. Yeah, that's true. And, but with Zoom, it's more interactive. And, and I remember we did a, um, and then I'm going to stop talking after I say no, this. keep going. We did a, um, at the very beginning of quarantine, we did, we, we did a, um, a father's church Zoom where we took communion together and. I don't remember what the intent was, but I remember we took well, we communion. We didn't have any intent. We just <laughs> well, I remember the enemy flooded in right before yeah, the... Okay. Yeah, you're right. And so you were you were um, facilitating or leading whatever the Zoom and the Zoom meeting, and you were under intense opposition. You were here at the church, and, and so by his grace, you got through the meeting, but then you began to, to really become transparent and and share with the saints what you'd been hit with or what you were facing here at the church and and so you called us to pray and i think you were calling us just to shut down and pray but people started praying in the spirit and i remember several people like fell over in their chairs yeah i remember that 
Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, you know, it, it's it's really, it's probably good for us to reflect back over things that have happened over this past year because we are living in a momentous segment in the timetable of God. And that influence that um, that came so readily and so forcefully uh, at the beginning of this advent of COVID, actually it started over a few months before that in in China. And I remember, <clears throat> even though I didn't feel that same way exactly, I remember when we were in Versailles and I remember the morning um, where there was just intense oppression that came and we had planned to do some other things we were waiting on some of the team to arrive and instead we said you know what we need to pray today because there's something ominous oh, yeah. that's coming that's trying to press it's a threatening thing and I wonder if it was not the the heralding of of this thing that was going to then sweep throughout the world because it was already germinating in in China and they 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 were saying that perhaps it was already making its footprint known in Europe and I I wonder about that and what we were going to be doing <clears throat> in that gathering <clears throat> concerning <clears throat> um you know intercession and the prophetic was was really a frontline target of the enemy and so it, it might might be good to go back and reflect on certain touch points because when you're in the middle of the battle it's that to do and to, to teach principle you understand and you learn things but it's through the processing and the developing uh, of interpretation that you learn and you put the hermeneutic, you put you put the the doctrinal position there, and um, and, and you know that's the way it is. That's the whole sp the principle of of intercession and and interpretation. You pray and then you interpret, and when you go through a thing on behalf of what you've been praying for or what you've been called to pray for then you have to process those things through a measure of interpretation. So interpretation also analyzes the, the field of battle. And it also analyzes strategy points. And you learn from that. So interpretation should be, especially the grace gift of interpretation, is something that we should be utilizing it's that's how God brings doctrine. I mean, how many times have we said, <clears throat> "God led us through this. We saw this happening. We sensed this. We said, Lord, what is this?" And then He said, "It is this." And then you study it, and that's interpretation. And that's the framework of what we were talking about on Sunday, which I'm going to start writing on. Hold on to your seat this week, which I already started some yesterday, about what our understanding really is. What is the froneo? What is that friend that is the breathing and the gathering of 
your partnership with the breath of the Spirit in that ma'a place. And that, that then becomes, or should become, the base of the inception of what the Spirit is teaching us. And that becomes the framework of what you know and what you believe. But it's that same process of interpretation. You breathe, you relate to the Spirit, but then that should generate an understanding. Right. It's always that with God. You do and you teach. It's what Jesus began. You see that in, in Acts, all that Jesus began to do and to teach. Who did he begin it for? For us. He began that for us. Grace and truth came through him. And so the spirit of truth then guides us into things that have been hidden and we move forward from grace to grace. But it's that same principle. And see, that's another word that is just watered down. It's kind of like saying freedom. What, what word? Well, the froneo, which if you look in most of the, of the um, commentaries, it'll say our understanding. But it's, it's like saying freedom. We say, oh, we've got freedoms. Well, how did that freedom come? And what's necessary to maintain that freedom? Truth. It's not just freedom. It's fighting for freedom yeah. and fighting to preserve it. So where does, where does understanding come from that Paul was talking about? Through communing with the breath of the Spirit. And if, if that's really the base of your understanding, it's not the mind, mm -hmm. it's the Spirit. The mind is the recipient. So when we see Froneo and that, that understanding that is friend, which is breath, which is the diaphragm, we should understand that this is, our understanding is through the breath of the Spirit, not through our mind. And the mind resists the Spirit. The mind is at enmity with the Spirit. But the Spirit, the breath, is what brings revelation and the mind has to accept it and submit but that's how movements or that's how the visitations of the spirit are lost because people then begin thinking they know everything and you know we're, we're going to preserve the pharisaical we're going to build fences around what we understand and we cut off the generating factor of insight and it's just like a body. If you cut off the breath, the body dies. So you have bodies without life. You have what Ezekiel saw, mm -hmm. um, this valley of dry bones. And what was mm -hmm. he to prophesy? Prophesy mm -hmm. breath into that. Mm -hmm. Because the body can be there and it can be dead because there's no generating revelation in partnership with the spirit. And that's all in that word, friend of Froneo, which is the breath, the breathing. And if, if you don't have that, then you're just white and sepulcher. You, you have the word, but you don't have life. And so you see people saying to, to, to Jesus, this guy is teaching the word with power, not like the Pharisees. They don't have any breath. They don't have any life. They have the body but of the, of the Torah and the written oral scriptures, but they don't, they don't have life. So we've got to preserve 
that continued flow of understanding what the Spirit is saying to the church. He that has an ear, let him hear what the breath is saying to the church. That's friend, that's phroneo. So you have all these people running around teaching and having apologetics, which you need to have. And, you know, they've got all this stuff going on. But you talk about the Spirit saying anything new, and, ooh, we can't have that. That's heresy. Does that make sense? Uh, yes. I, I, I just marvel at the process. <laughs> I mean, I honestly, I, I marvel because... I, uh, you know, we're in this year of the prophetic. We're, we're in this year of the prophet. And we just had this, this amazing seminar entitled The Prophet. And since the beginning of this year, we have had discussions. We've, had, we've prayed about what, what, what God wants to do in this year of the prophet. Something new. He wants to take us deeper into our understanding, into um, interpretation, into really the way that we function in that way right we've mm -hmm. been talking about that we've been augmenting different ways that we bring prophecy into the house and it's been a battle yeah. i mean from sunday morning you know all of that has been somewhat of a battle as we as we learn to step into the new way and so i think about and i'm not going to make this about me what i'm going to make this about is about my role is a prophet in this house or in this network. And I think about during that seminar time, I had this crazy experience where I had this excruciating back pain that hit me on the right side of my body, which is the prophetic, right at the inception of that seminar that almost, like, took me out. And, and so... I go to, I, the, the spirit leads me to go to see a new person for this problem. And that the problem ends up going into my shoulder and into the, my upper back, probably those two vertebrae that you referenced mm. on Sunday. Yeah. So I go to this new guy, he's a chiropractor, and he starts working with me. And the predominant thing that he's working with me in is my breathing and everything he does with me to work up in that area he is saying to me Monica I want you to breathe through your diaphragm and he's constantly on me about that and it's like this constant challenge in me to try to relax and let this happen but for me to breathe in my diaphragm so I walk away and since that time which was around the seminar time I have been working on my breathing and I think that's this place in me yeah. that really carries the prophetic seed to which I have submitted to die so that whatever new life and new fruit comes forth through the saints will be birthed because that's why we're here, right? And I just think about all this process and how it's all linked together that anything that we have to endure, the hardships, the pain, you know, all of that stuff is for his greater purpose. And it's so that we can learn how to breathe and so that we can function in that froneo. And then I think about the froneo. And while you're the one that really gained the insight about that, 
it was that prophetic time on Sunday morning that I had to walk up to that pulpit. I didn't want to do it and stand up there and read those passages of scripture where he's talking about that we set our phroneo on things above. And that's where it was birthed. And so I just see how his hand has been in it the whole time, how he's opening up this revelation to us in the way that we're going to be functioning really in the second part of this prophetic year that's going to be revolutionary and how he just brought it about and how our every part of us, body, soul, and spirit is connected, is completely connected to that. So that's kind of a long testimony, but it's true. And I just marvel at the way God works. I really do. Yeah, that is incredible. <laughs> well, you think about the, you know, what we learn about the Ma'a, and um, how that, you know, is the reception of um, reception of the burden, and um, you know, the creativity point, and and all those various things that we've taught about regarding that. And that's all true from the Old Testament. But then you see this this place as well that generates the breath because it's the base of your spirit. And um, um, and I, I, I think that if you marry the two, you see that God was beginning something or awakening something that then would generate this more or less an apostolic mission to bring about pneumonicos truths mm-hmm. and um, I I know that in those early days there was a whole lot of the belly crunch going on and that's a prolific thing but I knew at the time you don't know this because you're still in the inception of it but at the time, <clears throat> you knew what God had said it was from the scripture, and and <clears throat> he was basically describing what it was doing at that point. But we were basically welcoming the birth of, of the saints and the birth of that mission. And even though that still happens at times, it's not as prolific as it was happening all the time and i think it's not necessarily it's not a sign that oh god's glory is lifted you know or you know people aren't as passionate for god Um, it's that i think that god's saying okay you welcomed this now it's it's being it's been sown throughout a lot, a lot of the nations of the earth, and now you need to begin to manifest what you were birthing, what you were conceiving. So there's a difference in that area. It's kind of like to do and to teach. The birthing of it was the to do, and then the teaching is the functionality of it. And I, I don't know. I'm just trying to process these things, but I see that I see the way God God has done that because it's basically the same area. It's the same area, but I, I mean, even Saturday, I think I reported to you after our Saturday prayer time that 
I sense the Lord. I, I sense almost like a different dimension of the burden of the Lord. I, I, I sense him interacting with me and, and really preparing me to carry his burden in a deeper dimension that doesn't just absolutely, you know, because we think the burden, you know, the, oh, the burden, oh, I'm burdened. You know, we've used it in so many different contexts. But it, it to me, it's, there's something new that he's wanting, that he's showing us about just walking with him in that burden that I think is going to pretty much um, be a, a huge dimension of our function. Yeah, yeah and, and you know, it's kind of like, how many times over the years you heard people talk about being on the wheel? Oh yeah. Well, at some point you got to get off the wheel, or you're going to be dizzy. And it, it, the, the whole point you're on the wheel is that God's making you into a vessel. Mm-hmm. And no potter can live if all they do is play with clay on the wheel. I mean, you've got to produce a vessel at some point. Mm-hmm. I mean, that clay on the wheel has to be functional at some point. Otherwise, that guy's going out of business. And I don't think God's going out of business. So I think we're into a measure of functionality. And we learn what we've, what we've gone through and hopefully remember that because other people are going to come into that, but they're going to come quickly through the stages, but they need to understand the stages. Right. And, um, uh, that's pretty good. We remember that you stay on the wheel too long and it'll just make you dizzy. Um, that would crumble some people, wouldn't it? <laughs> that whole phrase. Yeah, I was I was studying the other day, and there's this science. Well, I call it a science. I don't see how it could be a science called phrenology, where people read, they feel the head of somebody and trying to determine their their cranial capacity. It's really true. And they study it, and they try to they try to determine that. And I think if you really were a phrenologist, you would be studying how well somebody. You'd be studying a lot lower. You'd be studying the the breath capacity, because then that manifests itself up in the head. But you see, you just see the way the enemy has. I don't want to say perverted. He's, because it really isn't a perversion. And by that I mean the objective is to get insight and understanding in the head. It's more like a pride that then says, I have no need of thee. So that kind of is a perversion, but it's not a perversion. It's like a dead end. And he robs the meaning of the word in the process. And the mind triumphs because the mind is at war Mm -hmm. with the things of the spirit and the mind always wants to be in control. The heart is desperately wicked. Who shall know it? If you don't police those two, your your pneumatikos flow is going to bite the dust. Yeah, and and pray. I mean, I, I cannot tell you how many times, and I know I've testified this a dozen times, that I've been sitting on that front pew when you've been up there preaching. And, you know, your spirit's always praying, and, and I'm listening, and I'm connecting and engaging and, and, and understanding with my mind. 
but my spirit is engaged and you speak something like a truth and it hits me in my gut and not only does it set me free but it just absolutely makes perfect sense and then I realize wait this is what I've been praying for you know this is what I've been praying about in my diversities of tongues not even knowing the mystery that I was praying to unveil but then when it's released from the pulpit or from you know from the apostle if you're engaged your spirit will recognize it and there is you know you talk about liberty and freedom that's what sets you free and it it's to me there is no greater reward to me than to for that light bulb to go off inside of me because it's it's just it's when everything makes sense and i just wish that i could impart that to people you know what i mean and you know saturday when i was talking to the french people the topic was interpretation and you know that's a huge topic to cover but i felt so strongly that that first session was to 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 create a foundation to build the foundation for which we interpret and so i hit so hard that that interpretation belongs to god and that it is him it is his spirit within us that allow that enables us to interpret and that it is a grace gift and that it only comes through that the you know the moving of the the intercession and the praying and diversities of tongues and all that that he's put within us and it is not something that we just our carnal mind manifests it's something that your mind has to be in submission to your spirit and then when your spirit engages and the revelation of it comes to light, your mind will get in alignment with it and understand. And because when you're dealing with people that are very intelligent and very linear, it's very difficult. And, And I even shared with them, look, this is probably one of the hardest principles that we have had to teach for people to actually accept because what we hear constantly is it's too hard. It's too hard to do. My, I'm not smart enough. I can't. And I just kept saying to them, it, that's not what it's, it's. It has nothing to do with how smart you are. It's 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 all about what's happening in your spirit. And yeah. so God's just going to have to help us. Because if he can use me, he can use anyone. <coughs> I can me. tell you that. Well, in light of the direction that the spirit very clearly seems to be going you you look at uh, an assignment an attack of the enemy that is coming against the church through progressive ideologies and instead of saying you know your your measure of truth is by praying in the spirit and, and letting God reveal so then you have in the world and in the progressive church well everything's truth and let's hear some doctrines of devils which are false breaths let's let's take that in instead and so you see that log jam of falsities that basically in light of what we've been discussing and where god is has brought us you can see the strategy of the enemy to try to preempt that. <clears throat> the enemy comes in before the seven 
ways come. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Uh-huh. And so you you read these people who we've talked about over a couple seminars that talk these deep things about communing and shutting yourself off and opening yourself to the darkness and God is there and in really a false leading for demonic winds and it's it's a diversion trying to disrupt what the spirit has ordained for this moment which is why it's irritating more so than any other thing I mean that kind of assignment that we've battled against over the past couple of years has created more of a of an irritation in my spirit than any of the other things we've faced irritation to the point of righteous indignation and, and that was Saul's first thing you know when he came against Agag and he said you know you, you want the right eyes of the people I want, you know, I want to take the right eye of the prophetic to where you can hear what God is saying where you can see what God is saying and then that will chart your course you know the enemy has said you know I'll give you peace I'll give you victory but you give me that right eye mm. and Saul one of the one of the rare things he did and I, I've always been kind of tender with Saul because I don't think we really realize what he was up against I'm not justifying his failures but he he was filled with righteous indignation and he said look <clears throat> let's go and take this guy out because that's not right and whoever would be the king right let's say Saul kept doing what was right let's say he kept seeking the Lord and partnering with Samuel and David came along and he and Jonathan were a dynamic duo a sons of thunder of the Old Testament that's first measure of kingship was um, was really what we're facing today um, the enemy wanted to remove this whole process or substituted for something foul yeah well well, you're right. We sure have gone down a a unique trail today, haven't we? I just know that the last thing that this world needs any more of is man's wisdom. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, you think about what the Apostle Paul talked about. I mean, the Apostle Paul, who really taught us by the Spirit about spiritual gifts, about spiritual graces, about about you know the the partnering and the mystery and and all of those things through the anointing of the spirit and how much did he focus on you know I come to you in weakness and in fear and in trembling much trembling and my words were not eloquent and you know just but the spirit within him spoke and and brought forth the wisdom of God and we just we don't need we're so inundated with the wisdom of man that we need some wisdom of God see every one of those things that you mentioned just now 
that Paul spoke about were indications of him dying to self. Yes. Because he was brilliant. He was intelligent. He knew the law backward and forward. He was a debater. He was an arguer. He was strong. He coordinated um, police actions. He knew how to get things done and to do them quickly and and every dirty trick. And he knew the word. Yeah. The law. So every one of those things that you just mentioned in regard to bringing forth and 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 really that there would be spiritual truths spiritual understandings also went against what he was trained to do and but every one of those things was him declaring i'm dying to a strength here and here and here and here so that this work can be done you know i think that where we are in this year and in the timeline in this year of the prophetic and in the ways that that you have felt the unction to to press deeper and to put more of a demand on on the saints and the mnemonicos ones the prophets i think in a lot of ways it kind of aligns with that and that you know you do what you do we study we show ourselves approved we prepare we've been walking this for 20 something years we know how to do it and and i remember just maybe pretty close to before we got you know our travel and the the apostolic ministry going out i remember my heart was so much towards I know I can go up there and do it. I, you know, I might even be anointed to get up there and do it. But I don't want to just get up there and do it. I want the anointing of the Lord. I, you know, and and so I think that where we are is in that place of dying to even what we know and to what we've 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 learned to do. Um. And and almost like laying our garments down. Um, laying it all down so that he can bring a deeper, fresher, more powerful. No, that's not a good way to say it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I just feel like sometimes the fruitful seed, the fruitful, the fruitful vine has to be cut so that you can bear forth more fruit. And I just feel like in a lot of ways... That's where we are. Yeah, we can do it. We can prophesy. We can teach. We can preach. We can interpret. But there's more. And there's a deeper dimension to it. And the Lord is revealing it just through the the teachings that you're bringing. And I think we all want that. Because that's, I think that's where the power is. So. We used to have a couple of minutes left. Um. I want to thank you and uh, Nancy and Sylvie and everybody else who labors behind the scenes to put together the uh, first Saturday report. It's fresh. It's fresh and available to those of you who have not seen it yet. So, um, 
please don't don't miss the opportunity to benefit from that tomorrow Wednesday night live and uh, we are continuing to press forward but I think most um, most important of all is keep breathing keep praying and I, I, I can tell you it's that's being contested I can tell you it's it's so easy to do other things, but we must continue to, to keep praying. Amen. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in today. May God bless all of you, and uh, we truly appreciate the privilege of being able to partner with all of you and so until the next time we are able to reach out and come together in this way god bless you and good bye <laughs>